Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to The Shit Show. my hands if they're small something else must be small hi everyone welcome back to another episode of the shit show let's get political so today we are bringing you part two of our policies and where joe biden and donald trump stand on many issues across the board yes so today we're going to be talking about climate change and the environment. We're going to be talking about abortion and healthcare, immigration, and also foreign policy. Mm. So this is an interesting one. Definitely go and listen to our previous episodes on the background of Biden, of Trump, and then part one of the policy chat, because they're all very important to get a bit of a lowdown on the two people running to be the president of arguably the most powerful country in the world. Arguably. Mm. So let's get into it. So here's the story, folks. Do you want to start me off on where Trump stands on climate change and just the environment in general? Yes. So Trump literally hates the environment or just does not (laughs) That kind of sums it up. Do you even need to say any more? I feel like I don't need to say any more, but for people that need receipts, I'm going to say some more. Well, the Pope believes in global warming. You do know that, right? Hey, in this room, it's so hot in here. Maybe I'll start to believe it myself. So he's called climate change mythical, non-existent, or a expensive hoax. But then he's also described it as a serious subject that is very important to me. <laughs> so, again, he just doesn't really have a stand except for he hasn't done shit except for repeal a whole lot of things that were good for the environment. Anyway, in 2012, he famously said climate change was created by and for the Chinese oh in order God. to make US manufacturing non-competitive, something he later claimed was a joke. The Climate Deregulation Tracker, which was run by the Sabin Centre for Climate Change, has documented more than 130 steps that the Trump administration has taken to scale back measures to fight climate change. And I'm actually going to put in the show notes a really, really good New York Times article that includes all the things to do with the environment that Trump has officially rolled back and the ones that he's in process of rolling back. It's disgusting. There's too many for me to list here, but I'm just going to give you a little rundown of some of the 130 things Trump has done to fuck the environment. Mm -hmm. So he has decided to withdraw from the Paris Climate Agreement, which committed the US and 187 other countries to keep rising global temperatures below two degrees. He's revoked an Obama executive order that set a goal of cutting the federal government's greenhouse gas emissions by 40% over the next 10 years. He's lifted the ban on drilling in the Arctic National Wildlife Refuge. He's rescinded water pollution regulations for fracking on federal and Indian lands. He's revoked another Obama executive order designed to preserve ocean, coastal and Great Lakes waters 
in favor of a policy that's focused on energy production and economic growth. So guys, all these things he's he's now allowing to happen. Um, he withdrew Obama-era policies designed to maintain or improve natural resources that are affected by state-run projects. He changed the way the Endangered Species Act is applied, making it more difficult to protect wildlife from long-term threats posed by climate change. He overturned a ban on the hunting of predators in Alaskan wildlife refuges. And he reversed a rule from the Obama era, of course, that barred using bait, such as grease-soaked donuts, to lure and kill grizzly bears, among other sport hunting practices that many people consider extreme. So, he hates animals and also the environment. Yeah, I mean, he clearly does. He's definitely not doing anything to help the situation. There are 130 things that he has done to reverse any movement that had happened. Literally, Ruby, just tell me about, tell me that Biden is bringing something better. Well, thank God, because Biden does consider climate change an existential threat and he wants to put America back on the path to achieving net zero admissions by no later than 2050. He will do this by rejoining the Paris Climate Accord to cut US greenhouse gases, which in the short term he hopes to decrease these by up to 28% mm-hmm. by 2025. Under Biden's Build Back Better plan, the biggest component of this campaign is a $2 trillion commitment. Oh, shit to investments in green energy. This will be spent on creating jobs to build modern, sustainable infrastructure that he claims will not only help the US meet the 2050 goals, but also expand the middle class by creating a ton of jobs. So I think this is where Trump gets so confused, as he thinks it's the economy versus the environment. But these two things can work so hand in hand, and this is exactly what Biden is working on. Mm -hmm. And I think also it is just so refreshing to see a candidate who actually listens to scientists, who takes the science seriously and does not dismiss climate change as a hoax. Like you said, it's so nice to hear someone whose whole campaign doesn't rely on reversing Obama's laws. Mm -hmm. Right. The next thing we want to talk about is abortion. So Trump... On abortion. Do you believe in punishment for abortion? Yes or no? Is a principle? Uh, the answer is that there has to be some form of punishment. For the woman? Yeah, there has to be some form. He used to be pro-choice, even though he also hated the idea of abortions. I'm very pro-choice. I hate the concept of abortion. I hate it. I hate everything it stands for. I cringe when I listen to people debating the subject. But you still, I just believe in choice. But I am strongly for choice, and yet I hate the concept of abortion. But you would not ban it? No. So that was a while ago. His opinion changed because his friend's partner fell pregnant, his friend didn't want to have a kid, and then his friend ended up having this kid, and it became the apple of his friend's eye. Well, guess what, Trump? That can still happen, being pro-choice. And guess what? The fact that your wealthy, privileged man friend who could definitely afford it and wouldn't be mentally or physically impacted by the birth of this child is not the point of being able to choose. It's not about them. No, fuck no. Fuck, that made me so mad to hear that. He wants to defund Planned Parenthood. I notified Congress that I would veto any legislation 
that weakens pro-life policies or that encourages the destruction of human life. He says that people who get abortions should be punished. He wants to ban abortions and we have seen abortion centres and women's rights to choose be put at such risk time and time again under this presidency. As a candidate, Trump promised to appoint federal judges who would automatically overturn Roe v. Wade, which is the Supreme Court decision that affirms safe and legal access to abortion. Now, Roe v. Wade has not been overturned, but it's constantly under threat by Trump and his administration. Trump's the first sitting president in US history to speak at the anti-abortion March for Life. It is my profound honor to be the first president in history to attend the March for Life. And then icing on the cake, the Trump administration wants to allow employers and universities to refuse to cover birth control on the basis of their own moral objections. He disgusts me. Anyway, Biden, he believes that healthcare is a right that should not be dependent on one's zip code or income. Biden's website says that he will codify Road versus Wade into federal law, as well as doing everything in his power to stop the state laws that blatantly violate Roe versus Wade. He will also restore federal funding to Planned Parenthood. However, Biden does have history of opposition to Roe versus Wade, as well as supporting the Hyde Amendment, which bans the use of federal funds for abortion, except in cases of rape, incest, or life-threatening circumstances. But he's obviously now reversed his opinions on this, and that is shown in his promises for 2020. A lot of Biden's policies over the past few episodes have really relied on his ability to change. A lot of the information that you've been teaching me and the listeners has been like at one stage this is what Biden said and this is where he is now yeah I we spoke about this on the last episode but he is a sign of his times Mm -hmm. but I think what is so important is that Biden has been able to admit when he's wrong he's been able to apologize and he has been able to show this in his new policies how he has learned how he has developed and progressed I mean this is miles away from Trump who can't even apologize for when he's done something wrong. Biden is nowhere near perfect and nobody is saying that he is, but he admits when he's wrong and he will ratify his wrongs in policies like this. Just a quick word on healthcare. So Trump and his allies in Congress tried and failed to repeal the Affordable Healthcare Act and then doubled down on their efforts to terminate healthcare under Obamacare even as COVID-19 rages across the country. So Trump really has fought to make healthcare harder to access. His administration has repeatedly made it harder for communities who already face disproportionate barriers to getting the healthcare they need. Basically, like you said, Trump has tried to really make healthcare inaccessible or accessible to only a certain part of the community. He's censored reports, he's revised websites, he's issued regulations to erase the healthcare needs of communities of colour, the LGBTQ plus community, as we talked about in the last episode, for women, for immigrants, for undocumented people, for his own people. He hasn't done shit for healthcare and they're in a global pandemic. Hmm. Well, as President Biden will look to protect the Affordable Care Act that Obama introduced in his administration, over 100 million people 
no longer have to worry that an insurance company will deny their coverage or charge high premiums just because they have a pre-existing condition, Mm -hmm. whether that's cancer or diabetes or heart disease or a mental health challenge. And this is something that is really important to Biden because he did lose his son to cancer. Uh, Biden's campaign officials say that the healthcare plan serves as a transitional piece of legislation that could actually pave the way to Medicare for all in the future. That is so good and refreshing to hear. And also that he worked in the Obamacare era as well. So he has some history with actually trying to provide health care mm-hmm. for his constituents. Shall we talk about immigration? I think we should. How do you get to Europe? We haven't figured that one out yet. Okay, so as I briefly touched on in the last episode, Trump's immigration policy is America first. We all know he wants to build a wall between the US-Mexican border. In fact, it was one of the first things that he mentioned when he started running in 2016. Trump's actually bypassed Congress to spend billions on this border wall, though only five new miles of 30-foot-high steel bollard fencing have actually been constructed. So billions of dollars for not a lot of action, which is actually a good thing because fuck that wall. Um, He waged a quiet and effective campaign to reduce legal immigration through the use of detention centres, immigration courts that have made obtaining asylum nearly impossible for people fleeing violence in their own home. He's vastly expanded immigration detention, rapidly returning migrants to Mexico and other places and prosecuting every immigrant caught crossing the border without authorisation. Now, let's quickly talk about his fucking travel ban, or Muslim ban, as it has been rightly renamed. And I'm in the White House and I was lonely. I said, let's go to Iraq. So the Trump Muslim ban is basically a series of executive orders enacted by Donald Trump as the president, with the premise of blocking predominantly Muslim countries in order to thwart terrorism. Basically, it's just a ban that highlights Trump's xenophobia to anyone who looks different to the white American. So this ban has been through a few phases. The first executive order placed restrictions on travel to the US for citizens of Iran, Iraq, Libya, Somalia, Sudan, Syria, and Yemen. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. It's just... It's just so racist to blanket those countries. So racist. It's I can't I actually can't believe this. And and it's and it's happened. Following protests and legal challenges, a second order amended some of those provisions and removed Iraq from that list. Then a presidential proclamation added restrictions on further countries, Chad, North Korea, and Venezuela. And then this January, the Trump administration announced the expansion of this ban to six more countries, among them Nigeria, Myanmar and others. So now to various degrees for different countries, Trump has banned residents of 13 countries from traveling to the US 
just because he is xenophobic. And yet he can't even admit that there are terrorists within his own country who are American citizens who are doing awful things every single day. He would never label one of his own white citizens citizens. as a terrorist or even as a supremacist. Uh, Number one, I am the least racist person. And then just quickly, Trump's really, his immigration policies are, like I said, just America first. America is the best. Let's only have Americans here, white Americans here, should I say. Um, As he seeks a second term, he's also made it clear that he wants to still end the Obama era Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals, so DACA program, where children, like David Dobrik, of immigrants (laughs) are protected as if they are citizens of the U.S., And he wants to drive out basically all of these children who have protections right now. DACA has actually just been protected for a while, but Trump doesn't want to stop trying to get that disbanded. President Trump is waiting. On immigration, Biden's website states that when it comes to immigration, it will start by righting the many wrongs that were made under the Trump administration, which, as we just heard, There were many. Mm -hmm. Biden has said, there will not be another foot of wall constructed on my administration, ending once and for all Trump's ridiculous and racist wall to line the border between the US and Mexico. Biden's administration will also reinstate and further the protections of undocumented immigrants who came to the US as children. So the DACA children who you mentioned before, as well as grant these so-called dreamers access to student loans, which is amazing. Mm -hmm. Biden will also raise the current refugee ceiling from 18,000, which is a historic low, to 125,000, which would even surpass the Obama era levels. However, we can't also brush over the criticism Biden has faced in his role in the Obama era of immigration. During this time, deportations were actually higher than they were under Trump's presidency, which I was really surprised to learn about. However, Biden has expressed regret for this, and he has promised that immigration authorities would target deportation for only the undocumented immigrants who they see as security risks. So again, he has expressed regret and taken accountability and shown how he's going to change this in his policies that he's outlining. Well, also, you can only deport people that you let in, and Trump doesn't let anyone in. That he I mean, that's want very that. true. Yeah. And then, of course, Biden has said on his first day in office, if he gets elected as president, he will reverse the Muslim travel ban that Trump has put in. So this is another huge thing that's huge that's really important because that fucking muslim ban is so gross it's gross it's horrible the man of the toupee i don't wear a toupee what is trump's foreign policy stance Liz? so basically it's america first i swear if trump didn't have to use his brain and think of (laughs) how he was going to interact with other countries he just wouldn't trump has called for an approach to foreign policy that combines Increased domestic surveillance, expanded use of drone strikes in Africa and the Middle East, and tighter limits on, as I said before, immigration and refugee admissions. So he wants to spy on his own people, use more drones to bomb people in Africa and the Middle East, and let in less immigrants and refugees. 
basically, oh. in a nutshell. Trump has championed the military. The US spends $732 billion a year on their military. And Trump is still pushing for increases in defense spending. Just for a bit of context, China only spends $261 billion. That's the next biggest military budget in the world. So that's another $500 billion that the US spends yes. on defense. It's honestly fucked. It's because they need the defense, because they screw up all their relations with everyone. Not to blanket America, but kind of am. Trump also wants major new weapons programs, and he wants a new branch focused on space. Probably because everything's so fucked up on Earth <laughs> that he wants to get out instead of being held to account. Honestly, sign me up to move to space as well. Foreign aid. Trump has withdrawn the US from international agreements, like, period. He's leaving everything left, right and centre. Yeah. And because um, he feels that they're a drain on US resources. He's feuded with longtime allies on issues from defence to trade, and he has criticised global institutions like the World Health Organization that he says forced the United States to surrender sovereignty. So he thinks that by being part of treaties and alliances, they're surrendering their freedom. I shouldn't have to explain to the President of the United States why treaties and alliances are good. And I don't think people understand how bad it is that they withdrew from the World Health Organization during a global pandemic. Like the US was the biggest contributor Mm -hmm. to that organization and they withdrew from it during a global pandemic when people were dying. It's so selfish. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. Don't be rude. His budget has also proposed to slash foreign aid and make it more conditional on support for US policies. So he's going to stop helping countries in need if they don't support his policies. And it's like, if he was actually doing good things for his country, I wouldn't necessarily be like, oh yeah, all good. But it's not like he's looking after his own people either. Well, no. He's, he's looking after a very small, you know, percentage of his own people, the rich and the white. Like America first. What <laughs> rich, America? white America first. Trump has given significant attention to North Korea. We've all seen the love letters between him <laughs> and Kim Jong-un. However, they seem to be pretty one-sided. Like, I don't think Kim actually likes Trump very much at all because North Korea has actually just said it's pulling away from its relationship from the US two years after that historic handshake that happened between the two, saying that there has been no actual improvement in ties. And he calls me a jackass. He's a jackass. Now we'll just do a quick chat about Trump on China, and then we can hear about what Biden says about foreign policy. Trump has sought to confront China over what he says is a bunch of economic abuses, intellectual property theft, currency manipulation, economic espionage. Basically, he says that because the coronavirus came from China, everything else about China and the relationship to the US, they need to be held accountable for, because obviously everything must be their fault now. His latest attacks, as we all know, have been on TikTok. Yeah, uh, and that's like his biggest concern right now. I fucking know. What about Biden, Ruby? Tell me there's something a little bit better. Mm, Well, luckily Biden is actually pretty well qualified on foreign policy. His years serving in Congress, he was the chair of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee. So while he was coming up in a time where obviously foreign policy was very different to it as now, it was during the Cold War and everything like that, he is 
very qualified and he knows what he's talking about. Yeah. A big part of Biden's foreign policy is he wants to re-establish the allies and trust that Trump has lost. Thank you. Biden wrote in a January Foreign Affairs article, Working cooperatively with other nations that share our values and goals does not make the United States a chump. It makes us look more secure and more successful. We amplify our own strength, extend our presence around the globe and magnify our impact while sharing global responsibilities with willing partners. That is just, it's music to my ears. Literally. Why the hell do you want to just completely alienate yourself as a country and do it in such a selfish and xenophobic way. Like, I just, it makes no sense to me. And I'm so glad that Biden, I mean, obviously, he wasn't going to take the same stance as Trump. But it's just really good to hear that he feels this way. Well, yeah, the world is globally connected. And it actually is really against the norm, obviously, that America is pulling out of all of these institutions. It's not the way the world order should function. No, fuck no. So Biden, again, wants to recommit to partnerships. For example, he's calling on all NATO nations to recommit to their responsibilities as member of the Democratic Alliance, Mm -hmm. which, of course, America will do too. He also wants to rejoin the Joint Comprehensive Plan of Action, which is an agreement on the Iran nuclear deal, which Trump left and then, of course, completely fucked. Well, we nearly went to fucking World War Three over Trump and Iran. Mm-hmm. And then when it comes to China, Biden has had a pretty tough rhetoric, but China has definitely not been a center feature of his policy list. Again, he's taking a similar stance to his other foreign affairs chats where he said the best way to deal with China is to build a united front of friends and partners to challenge China's abusive behavior so he's all about reconnecting those partnerships and the love that has been lost under trump wow thank you for filling me in on where biden sits on all of these issues trump doesn't have anywhere that he stands positively on anything his policies have been reflective of his selfish and ignorant self Mm -hmm. and to be honest it's i mean we've made it pretty clear in these episodes who is going to do a better job as president of the United States. But, Rubes, I'd love to hear your thoughts. On- yeah, well, first of all, we're not coming into this objective. We obviously want Biden over Trump. And I think anyone who comes at us saying that we should just butt out, I mean, I'm sorry, but unfortunately America is the most powerful country in the world and their decisions do affect the rest of the world. So we have every right to talk about it. We're not experts in this, but we are trying to make it as simple as possible for everyone else to understand it like we do. Everyone has a right to understand what's going on in the world. Also, yeah, we're not the most objective people. However, even if I was stating these facts in the most mundane tone I could possibly use, the facts aren't biased like Trump has done this and Biden has promised this Mm -hmm. and yes we use our tone because (laughs) otherwise it'd be fucking boring for you guys to listen to but objectivity in this case is kind of irrelevant because these are the actual things that have happened very true and just one last word on Biden you may not like Biden you may diverge on the policies and you may not like his comments and his choices in the past and also in the more recent present 
all of these sentiments are completely fair. It is completely fair. However, I've been seeing all over our Instagram page that people are upset how they have to pick between the lesser of two evils. And let me just say, this is giving Trump too much credit. Too much credit. N nobody's saying that Biden is perfect. Like, we do not think that Biden is perfect. However, he's not evil. He is not evil and he's worlds better than Trump. It is giving Trump too much credit to even put Biden and Trump in the same category. So please, even if you despise Biden, I don't blame you, but please vote for him. Do not waste your vote because wasting your vote is a vote for Trump. And if you're unhappy with the state of America, you're much likely be able to demand change and be listened to under a Biden presidency than another four years of Trump. So that's all I have to say to round it up. Beautifully said, Ruby. As always, if you want to find us to talk about this stuff with us, you can do on Instagram at the shit show with a bunch of underscores or at shit you should care about. You can also find us at shityoushouldcareabout.com or in our Facebook group, Shit You Should Care About Squad. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you're feeling clued up and all get up for the election. I know. I'm so excited to follow the election and the debates more. And you better believe we'll be broadcasting that. Mm-hmm. Chat to you next week. Bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.